0: Here we are. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Front Street Books, located at 121 West Holland, or call 837-3360. Visit frontstreetbooks.com. So we have some guests here with us today, uh, starting with Dr. Adrian Billings and his son, Blake, and medical student, Julia Haas, who comes to us from Springfield, Missouri, by way of Galveston, right?
1: Welcome. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So, we're doing COVID vaccines today because there's big news this week. Yesterday, the FDA approved Pfizer's request for an emergency use authorization for 12 to 15-year-olds. Sometimes you will see emergency use authorization as uh, EUA, abbreviated as EUA in, uh, in headlines. Um, Blake got his second shot today. Blake, you are 18. Yes, ma'am. And you got your second Moderna shot today? Yes, ma'am. And how are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling good. Just a little soreness in my arm, but that's (laughs) normal.
0: (laughs) Welcome, Blake. Thank you. Um, We're going to come at this from a lot of angles today, so bear with me. Um, Joe, my husband Joe and I are both fully vaccinated. My 15-year-old son, Jake, will be first in line if I have anything to say about it um, once it is available to him very soon, it looks like my 9-year-old Ethan we will vaccinate as soon as we possibly can um, he literally has been praying for this i'm not like this is not uh hyperbole he has been praying for this daily for a year i can't i can't wait to get Ethan also vaccinated so when the news broke last week that the younger age group was very likely going to get authorization this week I started calling around trying to find out if I could go ahead and get Jake an appointment just so that when they said go, we could have him in the door and get it done. And I found that Pfizer was not available anywhere in Alpine, but there, there is a, a very sensible explanation for this, um, which Dr. Billings helped me to understand. And it is once again, our, just being rural basically, um, has tied us down um pfizer is coming now in shipments of 1000 and it requires cold storage requires youth within a, use within a specific time period and we just don't have that many takers right now um, moderna has similar requirements but comes in smaller shipments is that correct dr billings that's right okay so then i called ceo rick Flores at the hospital and he had good news. They, they are, they aren't, they aren't, not current, currently vaccinating and aren't currently vaccinating. But with the news that we're adding the younger age group, he said they will absolutely get in line, but they do have to get some vaccines from one of the mass vaccination hubs. And they of course do not want to take any more than they need. Um, so if you are interested in having your child vaccinated at the hospital, you can call 432-837-0206 ask for Lori or leave a message and they will start to create a list and try to get a number of how many of the of that age group want to be vaccinated here and you do not have to live in Alpine or Brewster County this these can be Fort Davis kids or Tarlingua kids or Presidio kids but if, if you're interested you need to call the hospital and let them know by May 18th and they're going to see if they can't get a clinic sometime during that first week of June after school gets out after Memorial Day weekend so that they have uh, a schedule of when they can start getting some kids up here um, they are they they're trying to kinda get through this end-of-year sprint with school um, and have have available time um, alright so moving on um, I reached out to Alpine Superintendent Becky McCutcheon last week about the possibility of a, a clinic on campus. As of today, I'm sure many people got a remind on their phone as I did today, um, with the help of the Department of Health, a clinic will be held next Tuesday, May 18th, at 2 p.m. at, at Alpine High School. And I cannot stress this enough, it is totally voluntary no child will be required to be vaccinated um you need to call the school nurse gala owen at 837-7730 and um put your put your child on a list this is for this is for kids 12 and up below that below that age have, have not been authorized by the fda for vaccination yet um I wanted to go back really quickly earlier um, when I said that we just don't have that many takers right now to get a thousand Pfizer vaccines at a time. Um, Don't lose heart because hopefully those numbers, these numbers will continue to increase. But as of now, Brewster County has nearly 60% of the eligible population vaccinated with at least one dose and almost 50% fully vaccinated. Presidio County is leading the entire state of Texas with 92% of the population vaccinated with at least one shot and over 75% fully vaccinated. That is incredible. That is uh, unbelievable for such a rural area to be leading the state that way. All right, Dr. Billings, let's talk about vaccinations. We've, we made it through all my information. Um. So there are three vaccinations authorized in the U.S. Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA vaccinations, and Johnson & Johnson is a more traditional vaccination. Is that is that correct? That is correct. Okay. What can you tell us about that?
1: Sure. So the, there's a new, just as things change in medicine, just as things Change in our daily life as science advances, we um, develop new methodologies and, and i say we i say the the profession of medicine, um, but this um, early and quick development of the mRNA vaccine of which you mentioned Pfizer and moderna are vaccines of this specific type. This is a result of years and years of studying of vaccines. And it uses a messenger RNA, which is kind of part of our our DNA or of our genes. Um, And it's a molecule composed of nucleotides. And they're in a unique uh, genetic information. And it just gives a small little branch of this genetic chain that exposes the body to this, in this case, the COVID virus virus just a small branch of protein, if you will, of the virus. So many vaccines are either live attenuated vaccines or they are heat-killed vaccines. So this is a completely different methodology. Um, and th- although these vaccines were developed relatively quickly, this methodology of molecular medicine and the advancement of molecular biology to make vaccines has really been going on for for decades and There was just this heroic push. By the uh, federal government and by these private manufacturers to really uh, a wartime effort, a wartime effort against a pandemic vaccine, the uh, a pandemic virus, the likes of which we haven't seen since the 1918 Spanish influenza outbreak. Um, and so, although this was very quickly. Um, developed um, as vaccines, this methodology and the study of this has been going on for, for decades. These are very effective vaccines that elicit an antibody response to specifically the COVID-19 virus. Um, and that's the way in which this helps protect us from getting COVID vaccine. And, you know, the the efficacy or the success rate of these vaccines are in, in the neighborhood of 95% of protecting um, us from COVID-19 vaccination. Right. Or, and so, infection, excuse me.
0: And from what I understand, they were hoping for 60% efficacy. That's and right. And so when it came back so high really was kind of a miracle of science.
1: And I think it, it again shows the um, perseverance and the dedication and the evidence-based medicine and science that was used to develop these vaccines that really helps me as a physician trust in the science and trust in the public health that these vaccines are safe. And personally, I, I was um, happy to get the vaccine. I was happy to vaccinate my wife. I was happy to vaccinate my oldest son. Uh, my my youngest son is 10, and he's not yet eligible. Hopefully that's coming soon this summer. The trials are currently going on as uh, far down as six months of age, which is the age at which you can give the influenza vaccine for children. Um, and my uh, 15-year-old is now, as of yesterday, eligible for the Pfizer vaccine. So I uh, sent an email this afternoon to uh, gala owen at the high school to please put him on the list i'm i'm happy and i'm confident that he is going to receive a very safe vaccine that potentially uh, protects him from hospitalization and you know even death from the covid 19 virus infection
0: i called gala, uh and left a message i can't i imagine i was one of many um i hope i was one of many messages on her voicemail this afternoon um, to get Jake scheduled, Jake um, had COVID in January. I asked him if I could say this on the radio <laughs> before, before, and and he said that that was okay. He had the most minor case of any illness. I, it was he was it was so so minor. Um, we would never have known he was sick in in the before times, as we call them. Um, had a teacher not noticed that he wasn't. He he had his head down on his desk, which is unusual for him. And she asked what was wrong, and he said he had a headache. And so she sent him to the nurse who tested him, Gayla, and, and it was positive. And so we spent 10 days with our hair on fire, but he, he was fine. He never had, other than a headache, never really had any symptoms. Um, he kind of couldn't smell very good and still says that he doesn't quite feel like he has his sense of smell back yet. But... He, he, he never seemed or acted sick. So we, we were very, very thankful for that. But it was fun to be able to call Gala today and not ask for a COVID test and instead ask for a COVID vaccination. Um, one of the things that I read early on um, about, va- the, about vaccines and about how mRNA works is that the world was kind of primed for this because of um, Ebola and the work that had been done on Ebola, and we just were sort of in the right place at the right time with science, as far as these vaccines go. Um, also Moderna had the vaccine within 48 hours of of receiving the genetic sequence, which is amazing. Um, and of course they still had to go through the process, which I think does seem very quick to a lot of people. Um, the, the part of what made that so quick, and I, I am not a doctor or a scientist. I just read a lot. Just, I've just, read, I've, read I've read up a lot on this.
3: You've played one on TV. Though, <laughs>
0: right. Um, I slept in a Best Western or whatever, whatever, whatever that commercial was. Um, the um, part of what takes a, a, a lot of time with um, any new medication is funding. And so drug companies, when they, ha- when they want to create a new vaccine or or a new medication, have to go through these trials, and it's, it's, it's expensive. And they are doing a lot of grant writing and looking for money to, to do these very large trials with hundreds, sometimes hundreds of thousands of people. And the whole world bankrolled these vaccinations. And so they had the money to get it done. Um, So I think that that's when it seems quick. It's because a lot of times they spend four or five years trying to fund phase one or phase two of these trials. And because they had the money that that's what sped things up more than any other more than any other thing. Absolutely no um, corners were cut as far as safety goes.
1: I agree that that's completely right you know this is where um, a strong government um, a federal government Really comes into play and is really important for dedicating the the huge significant amount of funds that are necessary for a true herculean effort if it were not for government funding um, and the resources that were backed by the federal government and other other developing uh, developed countries around the world you know England and France and Germany that were also very um, important in um, the de- making of this vac- these vaccines, this would not have been possible with private equity money. This has to be supported in a massive effort to vaccinate the entire world, uh, to lessen this pandemic and lessen morbidity and mortality from this virus. This has to be backed with funding of developed uh, nations and their, their federal budgets.
0: I've also... Uh, I was reading a couple of weeks ago about how um, later generations of the vaccine, and, and this will probably, I would um, would go for other vaccines as well, not just COVID, but because of the science that's happened right now over this last year, that uh, fu- the future generations of these could be um, in a pill form or even a nasal spray, which would help with things like rural areas, not having to keep keep them so cold. Um, or have to come in such big shipments and also in places like India or third world countries where it's just so hard to get to and there are so so many people um, who are as as just as much in need and as deserving of um, a vaccination as as those of us in first world countries Um, and I I, I'm I'm so excited to see where all that kind of stuff goes
3: I was going to say, if we don't get those people vaccinated also, we're not doing anyone any good. It has to good. be it has, everyone. To, it has to be control. Right. And you, when you were speaking about the money, uh, one thing that is obvious to everyone, but there's no charge to any of the people getting right. the shots. Obviously, they're not free. They don't just come out of the air there's lots of money being spent but it is government money and that's the way it has to be that's
1: an i think that's an important point martin is to bring up is that there um, is no charge to patients who have no um, um, insurance um, for the vaccine nor for the vaccine administration the vaccines are provided um, completely free to either the physician the provider the organization that is administering the vaccines, the only thing that is allowed to be charged is if a patient has private insurance, if they're commercially insured, the organization is allowed to bill for the vaccination fee of the nurse or the physician giving it. But we are required that if a patient does not have health insurance, that fee is waived um, by whoever gives that to you. And so that removes that financial barrier um, for uh, patients to get the vaccine. This is so important that we rem- remove any barrier and we enable anybody who's willing and who wants to be protected from this uh, virus with a vaccination. We want to enable that. And we, we won't be safe if we only vaccinate um, our own country. We, we truly have to disseminate this vaccine all across the world because this is a virus that is so easily spread um, through close contact. And it doesn't know borders. It, no. it knows no borders. And it, 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 discriminates against the underserved, the vulnerable populations, the older populations. Um, uh, it discriminates against people of color um, There are higher morbidity and higher mortality in these populations. And we, we have to do our due diligence and do the best that we can to vaccinate as many willing arms as there are out there to achieve what we call herd immunity. And with with herd immunity, it's just that you get enough of the population that is protected and immune to the infection, and they're estimating right now that's around 70 to 80 percent for this virus and the infection. And so that's that's the importance of us uh, attempting to advocate for everyone who's willing to take the vaccine to please take the vaccine. Let us remove any barriers that we can from finances, from, um, you know, if you have if you have to get some of us to come to your home to give us your vaccine because you can't get out of your home, it's difficult to get out of your home, those efforts are being done um, right now. And so uh, if you have a willing arm and if there's a barrier to vaccinate, uh, talk to your provider, um, call our, our clinic, um, call me, um, let me, let me enable you to get the vaccine if you're willing to do so.
3: One of the great things that the government did do was to uh, have the pharmacies be one of the distributors because there are so many pharmacies even in smaller areas, but having said that not not every small town has a pharmacy
0: that 's right. So.
1: There's a a quote that I really love that I've said probably several times today. Julia over there will laugh at this Mm -hmm. quote. But it's a quote I think that is really relevant, and it's a quote that I discovered in 2019 in Rwanda at a new medical school uh, to train rural uh, physicians and multidisciplinary healthcare workforce for rural Africa at the University of Global Health Equity. On the wall, there was a quote from Dr. Paul Farmer, who's a very famous and well-respected infectious disease physician who founded Partners in Health um, that is active all around the world now. Um, And the quote is, our most significant accomplishments in life will be done in partnership as a team. And that's truly what is necessary for this Herculean um, effort that we're doing to try and um, decrease and and, uh, hopefully someday eliminate this pandemic. We have to work with um, multiple uh, organizations because uh, there's not just one organization that can rise to the task of uh, doing the significant accomplishment of um, eradicating this virus.
0: I'm, i I want to go back for a minute to talking about um, the younger age group, because um, I want to. I want to repeat this a couple of times. So, the 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 school will host a vaccine clinic a week from today, May 18th at two o'clock, um, for kids ages 12 and up. You've got to call the school nurse, Gayla Owen, at 837-7730 to to schedule your child. The um, The hospital is also trying to gauge interest so that they can figure out how many doses they need to get from a hub. And you need to call Lori at 837-0206. You can leave a message. The other thing we have to remember is that there will be a second dose. So the second dose for the school district is scheduled now for June 7th. There's not a time or location yet maybe that's something to think about. So May 18th and then the second dose, June 7th, if you're perhaps going to be on vacation or out of town or for whatever reason, can't make that second date, call the hospital and talk to Lori and uh, to get in on that, to get in on, on that clinic so that, um, so that the dates work out for everyone. Um, And then I also want to go back to pharmacies. So here in town, Um, in Alpine, the Moderna shot is available at both the prescription shop and at Highland drug. And the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine is available also at Highland drug. You can also text your zip code to four, three, eight, eight, two, nine. And I tried it. It works. um, And I confirmed, and it will tell you, it will send you a text back that tells you which vaccines are available, where in your zip code. Mm -hmm. Blake?
3: Uh, I have a question for Blake, if I can. Oh, go ahead. Blake, yes, uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you on getting your vaccine. Thank you. But uh, in the high school, your peers, what, what is their feeling on vaccines?
2: You know, I think, I think uh, the feeling in the high school is a little 50-50. Uh, I think their concerns, as we're closer to being adults, uh, their concerns are very much in parallel with the adults in the area. Uh, many of them are influenced by their parents, of course. But I feel that a lot of there's a big large group in the high school that are that want to get their vaccine and that are actively trying to get it. And now they can because of the new uh, restrictions being lifted. Um, But then I think there are a few that are, of course, uh, afraid of the vaccine and just afraid of how fast it came out and and the different uh, um, the atmosphere around it that many people have.
0: When the remind came out to parents today, did did y'all get it during school? Was there any kind of chatter about that
2: we did get it during school and uh there there was a little chatter about it there were some kids that were that were excited for it, and there were some kids that of course still didn't trust it but i think the general atmosphere around it was that it was it was going to be great and that it was great that the school was providing this opportunity to get vaccinated
0: so you got your first dose what 24 days ago or whatever the
1: Not 28 days ago the yes, interval I... for a moderna vaccine
2: is is 28 days okay. optimally so
0: okay and yes, then you I got do. your second dose this afternoon
2: yes I, I got it around lunchtime
0: do you do you feel like you're going to get your life back
2: uh, i i hope so <laughs> We, uh, we can to. all <laughs> put it together and get this back on track and get like
0: that. I would that think time. most
3: of the students want to go back to a regular school year. That's right. And, would. and this would make it happen
1: faster. Take their faster. masks off
0: next That's, fall. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I think there's two ways of looking at this. There's the, the way of um, looking at it that I want to protect myself mm-hmm. by getting this vaccine. I think more importantly from a physician standpoint and from a, a standpoint of altruism and I think patriotism. This is something that I wanted to take to protect you across from me, Martin. You across uh, from me, Betsy. Others that I'm around that I may sneeze, I may cough, um, and I may touch a door, and they may come behind me. And if I didn't know that I had COVID, if I was one of these asymptomatic carriers, um, I'm I'm trying to protect my fellow man um, as much as I want to protect myself and my and my own family.
3: And I think the numbers are showing that the older people are getting the vaccines right. at a higher level. And I think one reason for that is they know somebody who has been a victim of COVID-19. And for that reason, uh, the fear sits in. It could be you, it could be a family member. And I think with a lot of the younger kids, they're not as affected, so, and, and plus at that age, you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof also.
1: And I've had multiple patients that have had, many patients that have had COVID. I've had more than I care for to say that have died from COVID. I've taken care of patients in our local hospital here. And I have seen them um, go from just requiring a, a minimal amount of oxygen to requiring um, the largest amount of oxygen that prior to this pandemic we, we never gave to patients to needing to be on a ventilator and struggling to find in December when uh, we really hit the peak here and the ICUs at our referral hospitals in El Paso and Odessa and Midland were full. There were no beds available, no matter how sick this patient was, no matter um, that we didn't have an ICU here, no matter that my expertise is not in intensive medicine. They were sorry, our resources are just not available. We, at times, waited up to three days to find an available bed for a critically ill patient that pre-pandemic we normally would have been able to transfer within a matter of hours. Um, back in December, it was taking three days to transfer. Um, and, and many of these patients uh, passed away.
0: I, I, I love that you described it as patriotic. I think that's maybe the, the best description I've heard for getting a vaccine, um, other than trying to keep people safe. Um, Blake, you're graduating next week? Yes, ma'am. And what is your plan from there?
2: Um, I plan to go to UT Austin and study public health uh, and do my pre-med requirements. Following in dad's
3: footsteps. Aren't <laughs> yes, sir.
2: <laughs> Big goals. Thank you.
0: I like it.
3: Congratulations. Thank yes. you.
0: Um, I, I think that's about um, all that I had for today, Martin. I, there is an excellent documentary on Netflix called Human Nature that discusses the, the CRISPR gene. And that's c r i s p r and it's about, it's a acronym for something that I can't tell you anything else about um, but it talks about how mRNA is delivered and it is it is it is so educational um, children can sit through this and and watch it it, it is absolutely um, fascinating
3: okay. dr. Billings for the folks that are hesitant about getting the vaccine what what's the advice you you want to give to them? You know what well, we hold on?
0: Hold on. What? Oh, the thunderstorm!
3: A <laughs> little that? weather report here. Just a second. severe <laughs> thunder. miles an hour wind gusts and quarter-size hail. Source, radar indicated. Impact: Hail damage to vehicles is expected. Expect wind damage to roofs, siding, and trees. This severe thunderstorm will remain over mainly rural areas of south-central Pecos, central Brewster, and northwestern Terrell counties. For your protection, move to an interior room on the lowest floor of a building. Okay, we are back.
0: (laughs) We will take a thunderstorm. Okay,
3: as I was saying, good doctor, uh, what advice would would you want to give those folks who are a little bit bit hesitant who haven't gotten the vaccine yet? Yeah, so I recommend
1: speaking to your primary care provider. Um, That's hopefully someone that you trust, that you have a long-term relationship with. If that's me, if you're my patient listening on the radio, um, I recommend you get this vaccine. It is safe it is protective it is going to protect yourself your family and the vulnerable and others around you if i'm not your patient feel free to call me i'm i'm happy to discuss the vaccine at length with you but um you know, please get the vaccine. We all need to do our effort in eradicating um, this vaccine and and saving lives. This vaccine um, is about saving lives, getting back to our normal, getting our economy um, going again and uh, just enjoying life that we need to to be doing again. And I want to thank all of you who uh, frontline workers that have been out there. Um, whether you're a grocery store worker in law enforcement, I want to thank our nurses and our physicians, our respiratory therapists, our janitorial services. Um, y'all have been heroes everybody's tired. I know they're tired. We want to put this behind us. And the quickest way to put this pandemic behind us and these, um, this life that we've lived for the past uh, 17 months is to, get, uh, to achieve herd immunity and get 70-80% at least of our population vaccinated. So please, please consider getting the vaccine. Please consider talking to your trusted primary care provider about getting a COVID-19 vaccine.
3: And it's not like vaccines they haven't been part of our life. You can't get your kids registered in school without the proper vaccination records. So it's, uh, it's for your own health, and it's for the health of everyone in the country. It, as, you're not, as you say, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everyone.
1: In the 50s and 60s and 70s, smallpox and polio were eradicated from North America, and in fact, smallpox from the world in 1994. But this was through vaccination efforts with uh, polio vaccine and and smallpox vaccine
3: and there's some things we just have to trust the government on and not on our health is one of them
0: i agree i agree dr billings julia thank you blake
3: she was quiet good today. luck
0: <laughs> good luck out there
3: <laughs> thank you uh, yeah, congratulations on graduation thank you i appreciate it
1: okay. martin and betsy thank you for doing this community
3: service okay well, Betsy, I want to thank you for another great show, Good and uh, we look forward to having you next week. Uh, do you know yet what who, if we're going to have a guest or not? I've got
0: some ideas, but I haven't nailed anything down quite yet.
3: All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks. That was Betsy Esparza hosting Hear Me Out, brought to you every Tuesday right after the 5 o'clock news. Tune in again next week for Hear Me Out. Brought to you by Front Street Books.